0: hello and welcome to the bonus episode for 432 of conversation street this is our uh, chat about our final few days of our holiday holiday's nearly over Gemma, i'm so sad We've yeah. still got some cool stuff to do, but we are, yeah, we're definitely on the tail end of it. We're gonna be talking about Friday to Monday today, which includes what we got up to yesterday, which was a day trip to Blackpool.
1: Ooh. Yeah, we went we, to Blackpool. We
0: wanted to do something fun and big, and you know, away for the end of the holiday before we finish. And as Coronation Streets had many an episode filmed, um, up the road in Blackpool. It's, what, hour and a quarter or so away down the, up the motorway, roughly? We thought, let's just, let's just go there and do it. But we did make a little stop off on the way, Gemma.
1: Yeah, we went to, in tribute to our Canadian listeners, Tim Hortons, because that is their cultural export to the world, apart <laughs> from maple syrup and hockey. Yeah, it
0: was, it was, it's like, um across, you said it was like a cross between Costa and, um. Krispy Kreme Mc- or something, or McDonald's, McDonald's? And McDonald's
1: because they do, they do donuts nice. and they do like like muffin meals for breakfast and then they have like fried chicken sandwiches and stuff. They, they do But they all. also like coffee and they also do, they do Tim.
0: It was nice. I had a nice drink called French Vanilla which is just like sugar in a cup heated up basically. Yeah. Which is lovely. And we had like a, a muffin. Um, we had, had a big wrap.
1: breakfast
0: wrap. We got some little donuts. We which got tin bits. Yeah, but we also got a big ring donut, which was Harble, weird. It's the worst What's thing going I've on there? Been. It just looked like a plain ring donut, but it tasted like well, ginger that... and all spicy. Since said so said he... you could taste hints of,
1: it's supposed to be original glazed. Mm. and it what original what
0: that just means plain in our yeah. language but plain didn't no. didn't like that try but again. <laughs> on the whole i am glad that we had the tim horton's experience I after so hearing happy. about it oh, so yeah. long ago
1: Sally Ann matthews is the one who told us that they had them in manchester years ago because she had us talking about it on the podcast because obviously we sometimes learn about Canadian things from our listeners. So yes. it's like a cultural exchange. Program. So now
0: we have finally made it. So I so just to tick off the list, but it. I would like to honestly—I'd go there again. And if they had them down south, I'd certainly go there. But it was lovely. So
1: we went to Blackpool and the first place we went to was the Strand Hotel. So Michael, this, why did we go there? This is
0: where Rita was staying when she um, was trying to escape Hannah and Bradley. And then he came up uh, and uh, to try and bring her back to Weatherfield, but accidentally got hit by a tram.
1: So annoying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we went to the Strands and um, it's, right. it looks completely so, different now. As you know, we struggled to find it at first.
1: COVID nineteen has happened, and everybody, like the tourist industry, has been hit the hardest. So when we got there, and the hotel was was closed, I wasn't immediately surprised. But when we peered through the windows, we could see that there was a bit of a kerfuffle going on inside because there were like bits of building stuff everywhere, and I wondered what had happened. I Even mean, the outside
0: was completely different the than you recognised. I thought, really are lovely. there two Strands?
1: yeah No, I. Why do you always say weird things? I knew what was going (laughs) on. So I look. We we came away and you started getting your phone out to go, Oh, is this even. It's because I was looking
0: for the plaque because I got an Alan Bradley plaque which which wasn't there on the front.
1: So then a lovely lady came out and I was like, Oh no, we're going to get in trouble because we were spying and I didn't realise anyone was even here because it did look a bit abandoned. And she just goes, Oh, I. Would you like to look inside? And we were like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we got a grand tour she of took us strand all the mid around. renovation. It's lovely.
1: Her, her renovated hotel. she just got it in January. Her name is Mary Holiday. And she has two sons, Alan and William, Mm. and they were helping her to to do it up and it's absolutely gorgeous inside what she's done with it so far.
0: And and Mary herself was the epitome of hospitality, wasn't she? She She was so lovely. She
1: could not be a, a more welcoming host. If you want to stay in Blackpool, go to the Strand Hotel, not just for its curry connections, but also for the lovely proprietor. Um, and they're going to open in September. I would highly recommend it. It looks really nice in there. We stayed in there before. It was done up. But this looks like another yeah, yeah. another
0: level. And uh, she showed us the plaque that was inside. And we talked a little bit about Coronation Street. She said a bit about... Um, uh, well, she'd only been there since January, had she? Yeah. But she said "Sure, she knew that they did some scenes on Coronation Street there a couple of years ago. When Jenny and Johnny stood outside. Yes. Um And they and, also
1: phoned her up because of that villains programme. Yeah,
0: when when we they used our plaque picture on yeah. the show. But I, I mean I reckon that they need to get Sally Ann Matthews up there to give it a grand re opening. I
1: think that I think that Mary <laughs> would like that and I think that fellow <laughs> Matthews would be treated like a princess. <laughs> Queen. She'd... Well, yeah, all right then.
0: So um, that was great. We took a few photos outside of there. And then we headed on to, um, well, we just walked because it's, it's basically Blackpool. If you don't, haven't been there you don't know, it's one long prom, isn't it, along the seafront? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a big bit of town behind it, but anything that you'd want to go to attraction-wise is all on the front. Bits yeah, bits
1: are along the seafront and it's yeah. about two and a half miles, well, from the Strand Hotel to get all the way right to the bottom of the Pleasure Beach. Yeah, yeah. Is two and a half miles and it feel, it sounds like it's a long walk but actually once you get going and you you know it's not too, if it's not too hot like it was yesterday it's actually a nice pleasant <laughs> it was walk. cooler
0: than it had been there was a bit of cloud we saw wasn't there and it's
1: got it's got a, a a simply enormous beach as well when the tide is out it's just huge
0: yeah we didn't go paddling yesterday we didn't go
1: but um even considering it was it was like it's the height of the tourist season here in the uk it was a heat wave and nobody really can go. Nobody's going abroad at the moment. I was still surprised how it wasn't very. It wasn't. Super no, no, super it crowded. wasn't. There were lots of people there, but you could still socially distance, and there was loads of room on the beach for people. So, uh, you know, mm, mm. if you fancy somewhere to go and paddle, yeah,
0: we we stopped off and had drinks at a place on the way down, didn't we? Had and some fancy hut, cocktails. You had a little flamingo cocktail and that. Flamingo. Mojito y mocktail thing, which was, thing, sugar which was syrup. quite nice. It's your, your drink basically was, isn't it? Sugar syrup. Yeah. And um yeah, so we we just walked down, we didn't go in anything, um, didn't buy any rock or anything like that. But
1: Well we didn't, we couldn't because everybody we, wanted cash and we had, we only had cards. We had like a I had to scrape together a pennies to get you a bottle of water, didn't yeah. I? Because I just started, started getting sunny. funny again. Oh, such a diva. I
0: know, I was, certainly. But we t- we found we'd taken some other screenshots of Coronation Street and Blackpool before we went and we did another couple of recreations, like there was a Kathy and Roy on the pier and uh what else did we do? There was a Roy and Haley one that didn't work out so well, but yeah, it was it was great going to see it. I mean, we, the reason that we couldn't stop off is because we planned to go off have some ice cream, a place recommended by Charlie oh. when we were speaking to him earlier this what week or, or last week, um, and then we were going to go to Madame Two Swords and this ice cream place, which was called what is it? Notteriani. Notariani, which is down the south it's part like of it's Very,
1: very far down.
0: But it was lovely ice cream. I'm really glad that we got a chance to try that. Gemma had just like a plain vanilla ice cream and a cone with nuts recommended on recommended the vanilla
1: and it was true. And
0: I went all out, vanilla you know, good. holiday, and I had a Biscoff sundae, which was flipping lovely, but my eyes were definitely bigger than my stomach and I couldn't, I didn't even get close to finishing it, but I gave loud. it, I know. I know I can't finish ice creams. Get feel funny if I'm out in the sun too long. I don't know what's going on with me. You
1: need a little hat.
0: Mm. But um, yeah, we so we did that, and then um, what we what we wanted to do after that was to go to um, Madame Tussauds, where they've got a Coronation Street exhibition. We've and...
1: been before. Yeah, We've been to Madame it's Tussauds. It's like a, a
0: mock-up before. Rovers, isn't it?
1: They have a very small area, which has got. I mean, it's, it's um, still pretty big, I guess, but. It's got a few waxworks, it's got Stan and Hilda. And
0: no, it hasn't got a Stan, it's got a Hilda oh, okay. standing outside the Rovers with a mop and bucket, and there's like a, a recreation of a couple of the house fronts. Yeah. And Jack and Vera were outside their house, but I think Jack's inside the Rovers because he's been spruced up since we went there last. Um, and they've also put in a Michelle Connor waxwork. Iconic or what? I know. <laughs> but she sadly... She did get on a
1: stamp, but she got in the Waxwork Museum.
0: Totally. I, I, I was speaking to you yesterday and I was thinking, yeah. I wonder if Michelle had stayed in the programme for a few more months. She would she have, have got... been the fourth bar mode on that she, stamp? I
1: really am sure <laughs> that she would have got it, she would have made it onto a stamp. And <laughs> is this a lesson to us all? Yeah. just. To, to, to stick Hang around until
0: they stick you on a stamp. And then go. Life lesson. Yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so sadly, my date with Wax Michelle is going to have to be postponed and I, I think she's going to be pretty mad with me that I've had to stand her up. I mean, she's for some reason they've made her model happy and smiling in the Rovers <laughs> I don't know, it's more like a Kim Marsh work say, work than, a, a Kim than a Michelle Marsh Connor work. but I've, I've got a feeling it. that by the time we get out to Blackpool again I get to see her, I'm going to be in the dog ale she's going to be there with her trademark scowl and folded arms. Or oh,
1: she's going to be like one of those things out of Doctor Who
0: Oh yeah, well like, like a weeping an 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 angel sure. Yeah, And if you... you
1: turn your back and look back at her
0: she's, she's scowling with her arms and <laughs> <laughs> she gets nearer and nearer until she's grabbed you by the ear and dragged you back yeah. down to the rover oh set, my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we didn't get to go and see that sadly because we got there and it flipping closed at four o'clock. We arrived there at four fifteen and well, we thought that's surely going to be the right amount of time to be able to get in there, but it was not.
1: What kind of lazy time wasters close? an attraction in a tourist destination I do blame myself
0: I blame myself for not checking but honestly four o'clock closing what's that like but we went to the sea life center instead which is just down the road It was very nice we got to see some lovely fish and rays and and turtles and things like that and sharks yeah, it was great okay that, that was our end oh, um, oh good to
1: say we also saw some funny animals that reminded us of animal crossing so if you play animal crossing and you like diving for sea creatures or catching fish yeah, was, go I to the go I to, to that, yeah. the sea life center because you'll be going around going oh we've got one of those
0: and <laughs> um, then we stopped off at uh Lytham st anne's on the way is it Lytham st anne's i'm not really sure
1: it's about 15 minutes from blackpool and it could not be more different mm. it, it's... it's
0: very fancy
1: yeah it's nice
0: no wonder Ina <laughs> sharples wanted to retire there
1: I can't remember the exact name of the place we stopped for dinner. It was St Anne's or something. St Anne's Fish, Fish and chip Chips restaurant. Um, and it was really and really nice. It was and lovely. I, I, I felt
0: proper northern. I had a steak pudding. and I don't think I've ever had one before. We like you know the city outside. Are
1: you joking? I've I made seen whether... them before.
0: Yours, yours was even better than this one. But this one was very, very nice, <laughs> I promise you. So that, that was nice. It's nice to just get away because it was it's a world's away from Blackpool, isn't it? Despite yeah. only being 15 really minutes down I really wanted the road.
1: to have fish and chips on the
0: seafront, but it was too hot, yeah. really, and I didn't want to. So from there, we went to, we, we, we were heading back here, um, but we stopped off in Tockholes on the way, which is a little village out the way, which is the place where they filmed the pub in the 10,000th episode of Coronation Street. It's called the Royal Arms, I think, is yeah. it? But like so many things on this holiday, Closed for renovations. Closed due to COVID.
1: They closed because of COVID, and then decided to renovate do it. it. Up, yeah. And so they've built a massive extension onto the side of it. And it's kind of an interesting theme that we've discovered that many of the places who have featured on Cornish Street, at least recently, now have quite um, and a facelift. Yeah, it's like they use the money to to do fund some kind of improvements on the exterior, which is quite fun. But this was, um, yeah. So so. This area had not just the pub but also the lay by and the bus stop that featured in the bit that we didn't like when they ran over Dennis Tanner's ashes. So, uh, although the pub, I think the pub is more sort of. Recognizable from the interior shots, which unfortunate, unfortunately, now you'll never be able to get because they've renovated it. So mm. it's not going to look the same inside at all.
0: I don't know whether they're renovating. The inside well, they're not
1: going it. to renovate it. Yeah, but they're building a giant extension mm. on it. Okay. They're not going to renovate we, it to look. We the got same pictures as it did. of the bus
0: stop, didn't we? At least eventually, because when we got there, there were these youths.
1: They weren't youths. 20 family. year old
0: they were just hanging around in the car park right by where the bus stop was and i just wanted to ask them to please move out the way Excuse so me, kids, we'll i could. I just it. want to take a comparison shot of me pretending to be jenny bradley on a bus stop what's wrong with that yeah but we'll I, I was too nervous class, so we, we sat around and we went for a little walk and then came back and then took the photos and then we were off so that was basically it that was our that friday going up north of manchester <laughs> Bit, 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 newsflash, bit, bit, Gemma. we just saw a celebrity in the street. Oh my God, Unexpected celebrity. recording, we were not planning to record tonight, but we just saw somebody.
1: Celebrity sighting.
0: And it's a twist, everybody. <laughs> it was Rick Nealon, oh yes. that's Greg great We just walked past in the street, it was him, I swear. He had a hat and a beard, but we knew it was him.
1: He had a beard before, didn't he? I don't know. But we he don't, listen, celebrity. I know we don't do spoilers on this podcast, and we apologise for the spoiler that Rick Nealon is not dead. But we thought you all ought to know, really, because of all the. He was just all.
0: walking down the road.
1: Just like a regular person. We went person. out and had dinner. We went. Nice steak dinner. We went to we. This is our final posh dinner of our year, probably. <laughs> and we went to Hawksmoor, and I just got to say, they were all the friendliest people, the friendliest waitstaff I've seen, I've ever had in any restaurant. Everyone was so nice and cool. Yeah. Anyway,
0: it's lovely. Yeah, so we we came out and we were walking down the road, and. We both looked at this guy, <laughs> <laughs> and my thought process was the same as yours. Because yeah. last year afterwards, we literally we didn't notice it was him until about you know three seconds before we our paths crossed, and I thought, "Who's that? I think I recognise him. Oh, he's in Cory. Oh, that's Rick." And then by the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the time I noticed that, he'd already gone past us, and, and I couldn't stop him for a. I don't no, know what well, was we said. wouldn't have wanted
1: to. I, Are you recognising? I elbowed you. Did you? Yeah, I went oh. Like oi, I, oi. I think he saw me going...
0: Oh. <laughs> Probably gets it all the time. Yeah, I Not think... What would have said, though? Lend us a tenner.
1: Why? He's a
0: lion shark. It's his job, is it?
1: And he'll say... And then he'll punch you and you take 20 out of your wallet. <laughs> yeah. That's how lion sharks <laughs> work.
0: Yeah, maybe it's for the best that we well, didn't stop him to well, say over. there. I
1: don't think it would have been nice to stop him. It's, di- it's a bit different when you, when you stop people in Media City because they know that that's the score, isn't it? If you're walking around Media City, chances are... That somebody if they recognize you might want to stop you and talk to you but when yeah. you're just walking around being a regular person you're not even in the show and you haven't <laughs> been in the show together. for over a year and, and you're technically dead yes yeah
0: but anyway i thought that was very exciting so i think that... that was that was our certainly furthest away celeb sighting in the wild furthest away from media city i yeah. mean
1: the they're everywhere
0: thing. and literally when we go on holiday oh, night, i don't forever. know what i'm going to be in the video version of this i don't know what i'm going to be showing probably loads of pictures of steaks and things and and greg wood but yeah, um, <laughs> oh, we all, when we were all walking around town in Manchester, I always look at everybody's face just in case.
1: We just also, had, uh, after that, we had a funny encounter with a with um, a, a lovely lollipop lady, didn't we? And by lollipop, I mean that she had a very skinny body and a big head. And oh, I, I got I'm confused. Was... I
0: thought you said somebody was helping us to cross the road.
1: No, that's what in my mind, that's how I... All these lovely dolly birds. I, I call them lollipop ladies. Somebody my head. asked you to take their and photo, and she goes, now. "Oh, do you mind if you take my photo?" And I, I took. She goes, "Hold it like this, and make sure you hold it up high." And I and took it. She goes, "Can I have a look?" "Oh no, my head looks really big. Can you take it again?" And then I took and um, took it again. And then her boyfriend was going, oh, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Oh, you've got your own evening to get to. And I'm like, um, we're holding milk. <laughs> yeah, we I got, don't know what you are we going. We've got two pints of milk in our hand. Don't know where we're going home. It's, it's seven o'clock, we're going home. <laughs> and then like, she made me take three different shots, Three sets of photos, she? yeah. I don't funny, know if she's she happy laughing. in the end, but she, yeah, she was so she sweet and adorable. She She was very glad. The guy had
0: wash shoes and no socks, I noticed.
1: <laughs> she had, her eyelashes were about three inches long.
0: <laughs> anyway, just wanted to share that exciting news to you.
1: Yeah, um, and then, and that's Th- that's it we're we're just gonna pack up and go home now yeah well we're on our way yeah. on our laptops My laptop's alive. Making
0: noises there. Right. right bye hello and now we are back home so sad holiday's over Gemma.
1: we're back home again back
0: home recording you can probably tell by it's a lot less echoing in here but um yeah we're back home but we had um one last thing to do on our Corrie Tour of Manchester slash... Well, it's not even the north anymore, is it? Because Shrewsbury is more the Midlands. But anyway, yesterday we, um, we packed up all our bits, tidied the apartment, packed up, said goodbye to it, broke up the jigsaw, which is tragic, because that had taken us, what, six, seven hours maybe? I don't know. And then um we, we got on the road and um, went to,
1: to Shrewsbury.
0: Yes, which we is did Why did we go there, you why? might why was the,
1: What was the point of that? you tell me oh because, <laughs> because we are going to visit shrewsbury prison what do you mean
0: we are going to visit we did this, we were going
1: to visit <laughs> um and that was the place that they filmed the prison riot scenes when david platt was in prison and we had all that drama yes. and, and hostages and stuff so we thought we'll go there to see to see what it's like like we've done with all the other places um sets and i have to say this was one of the most interesting things that we did the whole holiday. But well,
0: let's get to that in a minute because before we even got to the prison, we had a little encounter with one of our listeners, didn't we?
1: Yes, we Andrew,
0: did. Andrew M. Um,
1: listener. Listener Andrew.
0: <laughs> who, um, we, we I can't remember how...
1: How did we? Oh yeah,
0: we were talking with him the other week, weren't we? And we we mentioned we were popping over to Shrewsbury, and he said because that's that's in his neck of the woods, and he would come give us a quick tour of the town before Aww. we went to the prison, which was lovely of He him. was
1: so lovely and and cool, and he he showed us around. We we, ha- we did a big, <laughs> we walked about five miles and now we know everything there is to know. Well we got to Shro- Shrewsbury, the
0: roads around Shrewsbury are flippin' complicated aren't they? Or maybe it's just me, but we were supposed to get to some car park and we couldn't work out where it was. We were driving round and round and that gave us what, an hour or so with Andrew, was it?
1: About an, yeah, an hour and a half.
0: I thought it was a really pretty town, never had any, you know, calls to go there before. And there's lots of pretty flowers all over really the place, nice lots place of old go. buildings, there's an abbey, There's a there's a castle it was yeah it was it was great
1: there's lovely churches
0: yeah so thank you very Good much Andrew. i very much appreciated the tour
1: excellent host oh and a, qu- a quarry that is just it's a Easter park mm. with lovely lovely flowers yeah because they've got very nice um floral displays in there mm.
0: well,
1: so down, we, we uh
0: we rocked up to the prison at about when was oh, our thank tour you, Andrew, two o'clock thank you, thank you. Two, two o'clock was our tour there and um we yeah, we had a, a, a jolly good look round. We got we got there late. The tour had already started, hadn't we? No, we it weren't late. We no. were there two minutes. They'd started their tour early.
1: Yeah, they did. So we,
0: we So the, hopped so on the end.
1: The, we didn't miss anything. No. The guy who was running the tour it's called Graham, and he was one of I don't know how many tall guys they've got there, but most of them are ex-prison officers. And so, what what this place is supposed to be prison, Darna prison. I don't really know what the naming conventions are and when it changed, but it is a, a prison that was re- up to very recently used just used as a prison that has been um, abandoned by the the prison service and left. And is was going to be converted into flats and stuff, and and so um, it's now been, it's been taken over and tours are run there so that you can go and experience what it is what was it what is it like to be a prisoner mm. and learn from the prison guards how things worked and for someone like me who's interested in people and has always been a bit fascinated with experiences that are outside of my like I don't know anyone who's been in prison. So I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody in my real life about this. But it is very interesting because I've always been fascinated by the idea. You can you can do, some, do something wrong or just be accused of it. And if there's enough evidence, somebody can just take you away and put you somewhere. And you have to stay there for however long they say. I just find it boggling. Mm. And I always imagine how what it would be like. And so now I know quite, <laughs> I know bits and bobs of it. Obviously, <laughs> you need to go there to really experience it. But that Graham was so good at explaining everything. Yeah, because he's had and the experience about... as an
0: expert. An ex-guard.
1: Yeah, so you get to go everywhere, really. It was like the the, the main wings, and there bits that we didn't get to see because we were we were there for like two hours. The tour top takes two hours, I think. Um, but it, but uh, we still didn't see everything.
0: No, no, we didn't. Well, when we when we got in, one of the first bits they took us to was what you might imagine if you think of a prism, with like the the rows of cells on either side of yeah. the room and the stairs. There was like four floors, weren't there? That
1: uh, was called A wing.
0: Yeah. And um, that was what I immediately recognised as what they used for the scenes in the riot last year with yeah. David. Although, interestingly, a lot of the cell scenes with David and I can't was he in cell with anyone in particular? I can't, I can't remember now. I don't know. Um, but they were, they were filmed over at the studio up in uh, Media City in Manchester because they've got a prison set which is above Prima Donna, I'm going to say. The, the set is, is above I there. I don't on. know if
1: this is, that's where the cells are.
0: I think it. I think it's roughly around there, Because oh, yeah. uh, there's so much that is that's at Media City that you might not realise, like all the hospital stuff is there. Um, it,
1: they hide things because yeah, they've everything's got very buildings. well hidden. The they've hotel got, set. They've got buildings, and the interiors of the buildings are not inside the the interiors that they match with. Hmm. So you've got Roy's Rolls, and there's a bit of Roy's Rolls in there. But I think that's one of the few sets that actually you can go into, and it looks similar to what it should be like. So if you go into, say, Ken's house none of Ken's interior is in there no. so there's actually quite a lot of empty shelves of buildings that you can change and use like if you go down Victoria Street
0: mm.
1: and you're walking towards Costa like this is a real place on the right hand side what's there what do you think's there nothing really is there you don't really go there in the show no inside there is quite a lot of the medical center stuff mm. so anyway that's yeah not so what all, all the to.
0: all the cells in Coronation Street are there but for the actual Prisony bits, not, not even bit. not even the waiting room because there's a waiting room up in the Coronation Street set Do you mean as well. Visiting room? The sorry, the visiting room. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, all the bits with like the, there was a there's a, a table football table. There's um, a ping pong. I can't remember, but all, all of that bit was in the prison, and um, it makes it look an awful lot more authentic. To well, the, yeah, they could never have done that was in, only in Media City. Decommissioned, was
1: not it? So yeah, in it's, oh, it's a mod- it's like a modern what a modern prison looks like. So it's like the old, I think it was, did they say it was Georgian, Victorian? The way they, they build it is very familiar to lots of people who've seen anything with the prison in it. You've got two rows of cells, you've got three floors and you've got a staircase going up and in between each floor is that, um, called suicide nets is mm. that what he called them so that you can't throw things or jump off there yeah
0: and you can see in some of the riot scenes when all, everything's been thrown around and the whole place has been destroyed there was bits that were on top of the those nets weren't they yeah and also i particularly one of the bits that i recognized the most was when um was when david had josh and the, they kind of went up the stairs he, he went with some of the other guys didn't he yeah um oh it was um I can't remember, yeah, there was his other cellmate, his tough guy cellmate, I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, they took him up the stairs, and that's when Josh, um, well, David whispered to Josh, let's run, let's get out of here, and then took him to the room and barricaded him in. So it was it was really cool seeing the, the bits that we recognised, but also a few bits, like there was a, a wall at a far end which has got bars and a gate on and it that's proper prison and it, and that's made to look like the entrance of the prison in the some show shows, but yeah. in some shows but, but, but actually end. it's not no they, they the also end. you saw um actually you showed me later didn't you there was a particular cell that was used in Hollyoaks I'm gonna Holby say City. Holby City it was... this
1: is Holby City prison apparently
0: apparently so yeah so there, there, and there was a little sign up there saying this was Rick's cell whoever that is I don't know Um, But there was no cell, as far as we could tell, that was here is David's cell because it wasn't filmed in there. They must have him coming out of a room. But
1: Joel also showed us a bit where was it? The BBC came in and they put a fake brick wall on one side of a cell because because all the the cells are smooth rendered, and they wanted they obviously had a very specific mood in mind, which was like painted brickwork. So they came in and they put a fake wall. Yeah. On, on inside the prison, that was really interesting. You were talking about the staircase earlier and the stairs, if you if you go in there, you'll notice they're not normal stairs, they're not very comfortable to walk on. They're a bit um, steep and um, there's no there's no like physical reason why that should be because there's more than enough room to make a, a shallow staircase mm. if you wanted to. That's been done deliberately so that the prisoners can't run up and down the stairs. Mm. Mm. I, I want to watch the riot scene back because I bet those actors did a pretty good job of uh, right and purling themselves up and down the stairs yeah but we also learned quite a lot of stuff that I thought was interesting um and also I have to say Graham was a really good ambassador for the prison system even though that was not what he was there for but the way he spoke about prisoners and and how he the respect that he had for them and the, the complete lack of judgment about what they were there for mm. and the way he treated them and the way he his stories it just came out to me that what is it's kind of like a, a very it seems like a very skilled job really because you 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 have to be so on top of human psychology to yeah. be able to control because he was kept saying over and over again there's x number of guards and there are so many more prisoners here you don't control them with physical violence or or like you you have to use your mind mm. and he he some of the stories he said were amazing but there was also various bits in in this A wing like there was an intervention suite and apparently I thought this was interesting as well and he made a note of saying this that they have prisoners called listeners and they're trained by the by the samaritans and they go when when people are being overwhelmed or they they need to talk to somebody they can go into this place like it's because obviously a lot of them have problems with mental health and drugs and things like that but they go in and and they they reckon that for every one person who kills themselves in prison the listeners have stopped 29 to 30 people from doing the same thing mm. and he said they don't get any recognition no. so here we are passing on that also another interesting thing we know that um at the moment in coronation street the character that is in prison is yasmine yes and obviously in the uk and many other places we have um segregated by gender prisons don't we so she's in a woman's prison and I assume it's the same there as it is in men's prisons. But he Graham was basically saying there's a rule in prisons that people who are on remand and people who are convicted should never mix. So people that are on remand are people that are waiting to have their trial. Mm. Right. So that's Yasmeen. But in reality, they always mix them because there's no real way because there's not enough space mm. to separate everybody out. So that's why Yasmeen is in the prison and she's got her her bunk mate is a prisoner like who has been convicted thought that was interesting he also talked about how he used to be a hostage negotiate negotiator and about riots and how you would approach a riot and how you had to have three people for every one person when you're trying to get into a room Mm. and um that was interesting because obviously part of the riot stuff was a hostage situation um and oh and the other thing he was talking about was ha- what gets smuggled into prisons and we know from watching coronation street that one of the major things they get in there are phones and he was talking about how much money a phone would be worth but charges are worth more because you can't you need a charger
0: yeah i was whenever i watched the, the, the phone scenes on coronation street in prison I'm like oh yeah another person with a phone do they really have that many phones in prison because yep. it seems that every coronation street character always managed to get a phone somehow it appears that <laughs>
1: They, <laughs> they confiscate kind of thousands of them, don't they, every yeah. year. And it's just the main thing that people bring bringing out. And he's saying, like, the reason they don't want them to have them is because a lot of them use them to continue their criminal activity. Mm. But interestingly, he said something that made my brain really tick. And that is that uh, another thing that they that they dislike the prisoners. Another reason why they dislike prisoners having these phones is because if uh, if somebody is in a coercive control relationship, The prisoner who might be the person who is uh, using the control over somebody else could use their phone to further that relationship. in when they're still in prison, he was saying um, some some prisoners will like phone their partner at like two o'clock in the morning or Mm. something to wake them up or interfere with them.
0: We've seen the inverse of that, haven't we? With Jeff talking to Yasmeen.
1: really, really made me think that wouldn't it be a fascinating story or or like thought exercise to consider how the tale would be different were it to be jeff who was put in prison and Yasmin, who was on the outside and how would that relationship continue because i because i i never really considered it but obviously if you're in prison you still have opportunities to manipulate and control people Mm. and jeff would have been able to do that and that would have been a really interesting way of doing it
0: Mm. anyway
1: we also went to the um went to the visiting area and it was completely different from what it would be in a prison because all of the internal fixtures had been taken out hadn't they? Mm-hmm. So everything was loose. Yeah. And so people could throw stuff around which they wouldn't be allowed to do. But apparently in prison you get one visit every 14 days by statute and they can't take that away from you, but you can earn up to six visits in, in 28 days with good behavior. And if you're, if the person who comes in has got, gets the um, drug dog signals them that you have to have a closed visit and a closed visit is what you have when you're behind glass. Mm. So I thought
0: that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. The whole tour was interesting. I thought it was a really, really I learned
1: so much. Lovely,
0: enjoyable day. And a really nice way to end the end the end the holiday actually.
1: Yeah. And
0: then just before we went, we were lucky enough to speak to Joel Campbell, who was the CEO of the uh, the Campbell Group, who are responsible for um, turning the prisons into a tourist attraction and also getting them on TV and everything. So, um, yeah, we, we I just sat down and a chat with him. So um, here's what I had to say to Joel and what I had to said to me too. <laughs> Joel, lovely to meet you. Uh,
2: you too.
0: So, a CEO of the Campbell Group, what was your role in developing the prison into a tourist attraction?
2: Uh, it, for my sins, it was my idea. <laughs> from, start, from start to finish, as, as, as we got set up. So I am... Um, I'll cut the story a bit shorter for you but basically my wife used to work in Shepton Mallet Prison as Mm -hmm. a forensic psychologist so she worked doing behavioural change programmes with sex offenders with life life of prisoners yeah Um, and uh, they used to run it was a cat sea prison and they used to run um, tours there every month for eight people who were going into the professional world of prison so either new prison officers probation officers people working in youth offending traditionally sometimes solicitors and such like that um, and I was fortunate enough to get onto the back of one of those tours, basically. I went round what was then a working prison with prisoners in it. Yeah. Um, and I went round with an officer who'd been there for a number of years and a psychologist, and they basically explained about the inner workings of a prison. Mm. And I was just fascinated, scared to death, wandering around, <laughs> prisoners wandering around. It was, it was really quite a bizarre experience. but. I thought it was absolutely fascinating because the building was 400 years old as well. The amount of history and heritage I had to it as well. Um, I just thought it'd just be such a great thing to do, um, to turn a prison into a tourist attraction. I thought it was just a, a great idea. Um, and then a few years later, I think it was about three years later, um, the MOJ decided to close seven prisons mm. um, and they put six of them on the market. So I put a bid in to buy Shepton. Um, I thought, well, you know, I might as well try and buy the prison and turn it of a tourist attraction, why not? <laughs> um, and unfortunately, our bid wasn't successful. But what happened during that, during that process was I got speaking to um, the gentleman that had bought Shrewsbury Prison, which yeah. is where we are now. Um, and he asked why I wanted a prison, because I wasn't a property developer, so I explained it. And he said, well, I'm going to be um, doing planning applications for the next year, so for the next 12 months. Do you want to take over Shrewsbury and, and do your tourist attraction thing with his words pretty much um, for the next year and uh, and and then we'll develop it so i said yeah so we did that and here we are five years later um with shepherds uh, prison which we're which we're about to buy um and uh, we also now operate shepton Mallet prison which we've operated for the last three years now so both of them fully fledged yeah. tourist attractions
0: oh cool so you've you have your tours here um you do escape rooms as well we were yeah. talking about earlier obviously filming as well so what apart from coronation street what have you had filming here
2: We've had, we've had a number of things in Shrewsbury. So the first production we had was Prey, um, and actually Prey 2 came in a few years later. We had Lucky Man, um, which was Sky 1. It was their first UK production, so that was quite a big budget. Mm. Um, it was James Nesbitt, so that, that was quite an entourage that came with that. I think it was about 80 cast that turned up, and they were here for a couple of weeks. We've had Holby City and Casualty, um, obviously Coronation Streets, um, I'm trying to remember what else we've had. We've had we've had so many different things that have, that have come in at different points. Um, but predominantly, one of our I guess our claims to fame now, one of the things that we're, we're well known for, is we are Holby Prison. So if you see a prison in casualty or Holby City, oh, that's I see. here in Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, and we we're generally Weatherfield Prison as well. So if it's Coronation Street Prison, it'll be here. So all the outside shots, all the external shots, all the internal shots and stuff will will be here at Shrewsbury.
0: Oh, okay. So was it your idea to offer? the place out as a filming location or, yeah, that, or I mean, do people come to you looking for somewhere yeah, b- to film? A bit
2: of both. I mean the backdrop is amazing it, it, and it's really weird to say that, that a prison is an amazing place to kind of visit. <laughs> it's so weird I'm going to prison today. Um, but it, it is an amazing backdrop but fundamentally there aren't very many of them. You can't film in a prison that's obviously no. operating as a prison. Um, so we, we obviously have two, two, two prisons and they look very different um, but they are, they are like I say fantastic backdrops. So we. Put it out there with different location agents that we certainly can have productions in, um, but yeah, they, they they obviously call us, and once you once you get known in that world, mm. they just know where to, they know where to come. And, and as you've seen today, um, a lot of prisons in the UK are quite dilapidated; they're quite run down. from where they've been left to sort of ruin for a number of years. But Shrewsbury's in a really good condition. So if you want a prison that looks like it was closed yesterday, (laughs) that's really us.
0: Yeah. So it's not too disruptive, is it, having camera crews around
2: here? No, not really. I mean, we we enjoy it and we're, we're used to it happening. The site's four acres, so we can have camera crews and the public on at the same time and we have done in the past oh yeah um and you can see sort of members of the public wandering around looking looking for different uh, (laughs) answers and things wandering around but by and large what will happen with a production is we will close the site yeah um so we will, just, we will just close it down. you to see visitors wandering past us in a second. Um, uh, we will just close it down and they will have sole access basically mm. to the site yeah. um, uh, throughout their filming period.
0: Yeah. So do you have many... You said that you have people trying to have a look where the actors are during the filming sometimes. Um, do, do you have many people coming in... To see the prison just because it's the Hulby prison or because it's in inquiry or anything.
2: We do, yeah. We do have a few. I mean, traditionally, when we when we're still open with productions, they're normally quite small productions, so much lower budget. So we wouldn't see um, like an ITV production or a BBC production or a Sky production with us open at the same time. Um, but we will have people kind of camping outside, and they get really curious, and they see the vans turning up, and I yeah. remember we had. Coronation Street here, they actually bought one of the Coronation Street vans and parked it on the car park It was such a dead giveaway, Uh. and that obviously went across social media And then we get people just sat out all day on the wall outside Waiting to try and catch a glimpse of whoever's in it basically. Yeah Um, So yes, we get we get we get those kind of things
0: Mm. Um, So how did um, ITV first pitch? the idea to, for last year's story to you. Is it, was it like, we want to do you know, X, Y, and Z, is this something you can accommodate, or do they say, we want to do something with, with David in prison, what, what do you think we could do?
2: Generally, we don't get huge amounts of information. They'll normally come to us with the story already written, yeah. um, and the location agent will be very much, we need, this, we need this scene, we need this scene, we need this scene, so we need a cell, mm. we need a holding cell, we need a visits area. They will come and have a look, and we will, we will take them around, and obviously we'll offer ideas and thoughts and different stuff they can do that other productions have done in the past. Um, we're, again, fortunate that we've got ex-prison officers here, so they will normally get involved as well in trying to get it as real as possible. Mm. Um, so we do that. But by and large, production, certainly of, of uh, an ITV um, perspective, at you know, that kind of level, will already have a very clear idea of exactly what they want and how they want to do it. Mm. Um, and we're more here to kind of facilitate the space, really. for them.
0: Yeah. So do you ever have times with any of the productions where you hear their ideas and think, no prison's not like that yeah, and you have to
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. We, we we do have that exactly and in, and in some productions it's about how closely you work with the production team i think one of the things that we're pretty well known for is as a um as a location we're very good at being able to offer different um ideas and give the reality so for example we've seen productions film here where the prison officers, where we've had, um, I think there was about six or seven prison officers out in the exercise yard to about 40 prisoners. Mm. And the prison officers, who don't really have much of a filter anyway, just turned around to the director and said, this would never happen. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? And said, so, we wouldn't have that many officers out there. We've ne- I've never seen that many officers out here in 40 years. Yeah. We'd have one, maybe two. Um, and I think he was then very unpopular because they then got rid of, like, six essays and basically <laughs> sent them, them back to the green room um, whilst they filmed it more reality. And again, I've seen it in the same things where... Um, it's little things where um, prison officers, they're dressed up, they'll either be supporting actors traditionally or, or main cast, um, and the keychains are really long and they'll touch the floor. And the officers will be like, that wouldn't happen because your keychain is designed to be too short so your keys never hit the floor yeah. in case they break and one flings off and a prisoner picks it up. Um, and your keychain's always this side, and your st- stave's always this side, and stuff like that. So you'll see productions will change things to, to suit that. Um, and by and large, that, that happens most of the time. There's the odd one that are quite happy sort of doing it their own way, and, mm. and we just let them get on with it, really. Yeah.
0: So, how long did the, the Corrie uh, filming here last last year? What was like the Was it a, a week or so to, to film this? I, th- I those think things?
2: they were four, three days shooting, yeah. and then there's normally a prep and strike either side. So, they'll always do um, uh, the prep where they'll be dressing the scenes, dressing the site, um, doing different things in location, um, and normally there's quite a big team in here. Of um, tech guys doing uh, from lighting rigs and camera rigs and, and and the prop guys and stuff like that. Um, then you'll have they'll actually do the shoots, which I think was three days, um, and then they do the the strike, which is where basically they pack up and disappear. And that always happens quite quickly, so I think that happened in about a day. Mm.
0: Um, did it? Did it all go kind of smoothly? Or all go to plan?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, they're, they're pretty well-oiled operations, yeah, like I say, the Coronation Streets of this world, um, the Holby Cities, the Couch cities of this world, because they're traditionally the same cast and crew working on it, so they know how each mm. other works, they know what they've got to do, they know they're on a deadline, they know they've got to get in, they've got to get it set up, they've got to get it filmed, and they've got to get out because they're on that budget. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty used to going out to different locations and, and shooting like that and, and moving forwards. Um, and they tend to sort of strike as they go as well. So if they finish shooting in an area, they'll start packing. There'll be a team packing that area up as they're still filming in the rest of it. So they just sort of move out quite quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess with, with the riot, there must have been an awful lot of packing up that needed doing because they well, seemed there was, like they there made there a bit was of a lot of <laughs> mess. There
2: was a lot of mess. I can remember them coming down at one point, um, and I was there with Lauren, our site manager and they called us up onto the, onto the wing to have a look because they were really concerned about the condition of the place. Yeah. Because there was just paper everywhere and toilet roll being thrown everywhere and tables upturned and chairs upturned. And we were just like, no, this is, this is, yeah, it's quite common for us to sort of you know, have, have these kind of scenes. And I can remember they got really concerned about the netting because there's a, yeah. you'll have seen the suicide netting
0: mm.
2: in between each floor. Um, which is is now spring-loaded, and if you stand on it, the springs give a little bit, it's like a trampoline, it doesn't necessarily feel safe, but it's perfectly safe, it's been used for years and years and years, and we go on it quite regularly um, for, for various different reasons, for rigging stuff. But I can remember they didn't want... I can't remember if they didn't want to send somebody up there or if their insurance or their health and safety guy wouldn't kind of cover somebody to go onto the netting. Yeah. And they were trying to pull out all these bits of paper from underneath and from the sides. <laughs> um, and I think it was Stacey that we bumped into a minute ago. Um, she just jumped onto the netting and just literally started pushing everything off. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's not unusual for us as well.
0: <laughs> so do you have any, uh, any good stories about working with the Corey cast when they came?
2: Um, I, do you know what they, they ran quite a closed set so we didn't, we didn't we didn't get to spend a huge amount of time with the actors and in fairness they're always so busy because like I said yeah. they're on a deadline what we did do was um, we were fortunate enough after filming um, Rats so when, when they were doing that and Jack um, who, who plays David was on his way out um, and we we caught up with him and Laura and I spoke to him for a few minutes and he was kind enough to take photos and stuff like that with us mm. and um, we were just talking about the prison because Everyone tends to have that same question of, why, why did you have an idea to turn into a tourist attraction? So yeah. we had a quick conversation about that. Um, we'd, we'd followed, I'd, I'd followed him on Twitter, so I'd seen certain things that he'd been up to as well at the time. Um, so yes, that was kind of the, the, the length and breadth of the conversations we sort of had there. We tend to speak a lot more to the production team behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so we'll speak to the directors and the first ADs and the producers and stuff like that. Um, and we'll be able to watch the scenes as they unfold and as they shoot. And that's one of the, I think, the really nice things about being a location is we're always just somewhere tucked in behind a camera. So when you're watching it on TV and you mm. can see it, and you imagine there's a camera, a few feet behind that is us stood there watching it live, watching it being filmed. Yeah. Um, and it's always amazing to me, even now, how different it is when you watch it live to when you, when you see it, yeah, the bet. final cut sort of coming out on TV. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you mentioned uh, Twitter earlier. Was, was the Corrie cast filming here something that you had to kind of keep quiet for a bit after they filmed it? Uh,
2: we had to... We're always on an embargo, generally, with, with most production contracts, and we certainly were with this one in the lead-up to it. It was the... Um, so we, we can never talk about it at all. Um, it was when they turned up in the vans they parked them all out in the car parks so it, was, it was very clear there was a production here because there's big um, ITV lorries and film lorries and stuff like that so it's quite obvious their location lorries and then they turned up with there's a weather there's a Weatherfield van So I think it's a green van yeah I think it was boys. one of the, the Newton and Ridley uh, yes a, that was it it was yeah. Newton and Ridley van yeah and they turned up with that basically and just parked on the car park. <laughs> no was hiding all, that there really it, is no there' it was almost a massive billboard that said Coronation <laughs> Street is filming here um, <laughs> And that's when people realised what it was. And then we get a lot of calls um, from uh, the press asking what's being filmed. Can we talk about it? Which actors are there? Yeah. Our response is always no, we can't talk about it. You'll have to contact the production. And then we get loads of phone calls from the general public and loads of things on social media from general public, again, asking if we can, we can um, mm. give them any information, any details. <laughs> but, yeah, generally, traditionally, we're on an embargo until it airs.
0: Yeah, so it must have been about two months or so, was it, that they filmed it beforehand? I think that's what they... Usually yeah, do, but I don't know it, whether it it's might, different it, for locations. Have I'd have to
2: double check, but it was, it was, yeah. Normally there are a couple of months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as having watched the scenes, I thoroughly enjoyed, and they were they were brilliant. And um, it was great being able to walk around today and, and spot some of the the various locations that you used.
2: That, that's it. I think that's what people really enjoy. And I know that I I've certainly visited different um, film and TV locations in the past, and it's being able to go into those areas, see exactly where things were filmed, see it for for real, take the photos, which is is great to have sort of those. Um, mm. Uh, shots of being in the actual places Um, and again we've been fortunate enough in some of the productions we've had to leave areas dressed as they were so um, with uh, Coronation Street they used uh, they did some stuff in studio and obviously did all the riot scenes on the wing unfortunately we can't leave the riot scene dressed because it's it's obviously a a daily attraction Um, but things like Holby City um, where, where Rick's cell, that's been left literally as it was. So when the BBC moved out, we always kind of barriered the door and it's pretty much been left as.
0: Yeah, because um, we were talking early afternoon and you said that the, the cell scenes were done up in Manchester, weren't they? Whereas, yeah. the, and then they have you know, the characters come out of the cells and they're, they're in, uh, in, in the prison here, so it's yeah, it so of, slick.
2: Productions are, are masters of trickery and illusion, mm. effectively. And we, see it, we see it quite regularly, so you'll see different scenes shot in different places um, and you'll see people coming out of, um, out of an area through the, through the bars for example and then they'll disappear into a cell yeah. and the next scene where you're seeing inside the cell will be a completely different cell somewhere else in the prison um, and they're generally picked for how they look from the outside and then obviously the cell for how it looks on the inside but also the amount of space they have um, and they do a wonderful job of cutting them together um, mm. and again I saw it with uh, Lucky Man on Sky One Stanley's Lucky Man they did this, <laughs> I'm not sure, I'll probably get in trouble for this one. Um, but they had a scene where um, uh, the main character, James Nesbitt, basically escaped prison and he climbed up on the roof. And when you see him going through sort of the tunnel section, that's yeah. underneath the prison, and then he appears on the roof, basically, he comes out of a hatch on the roof, and they couldn't be further apart than the tried. <laughs> and then he jumps from the top window and lands on the floor. And I can remember watching the stunt guy jumping from the very top off a crane and landing on this huge inflatable crash mat. And then they had um, James Nesbitt do, do it, but they had him stand on a windowsill that was two foot off the floor <laughs> and just jump onto the floor and land. And I remember watching this going, how are they going to cut this together? And, and the final the version was, was, was brilliant. You could sort of see James Nesbitt kind of jumping what was off a two foot like, ledge, basically, um, from what seemed like 70 foot and then just landing on his feet. So, and, and they do that very, very well. Mm. Um, So yeah, so it it is, uh, which is why it's always good when you visit places like this to speak to the um, team on site and the staff because they'll be able to tell you exactly which bits were filmed in which areas.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems that in Soapland, everyone's getting arrested left, right and centre at the moment. So I'm sure once, uh, once they can, Corey will be back <laughs> here again to, uh, to to lock someone else up, probably unfairly, as, a, as is the usual way. But thank you so much for speaking to <laughs> no, me today. No it's really interesting hearing about how it all works here. No, no worries. And, uh, yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. No worries. Take care. And then after that, we went home. It was absolutely 100% the end of our holiday. Sometimes, um, two was weeks. was so
1: pretty good. Horrific on the tr- on the roads. Oh, it was awful. We, there was flooding on the M40, and we came up like twenty seconds behind what was a multi car accident. Like not very far. There was debris over the road. People were just, were parked in the fast lane because they'd smashed into people. Yeah, it was, it was awful.
0: There was there was a road. There was a lane that was closed off because of flooding, wasn't there? Yep. So we got we got a load of spray going, out on the side. and it was, was it was one of those times that you you can't. If if we'd have been driving at night, I'm just thank goodness I wouldn't. It would it was hard enough you couldn't see what you were doing. It,
1: the rain was so dense that you could not. You could only drive about forty miles an hour. Yeah, and and you couldn't see anything in front of you. Really, except the lights ahead
0: yeah.
1: of the car in front of you, and everyone was just everyone was being pretty sensible. I will say this: mm. everyone was slowing down to, to the yeah. conditions.
0: But we made it home in one piece, and we, uh, <laughs> and we ended <laughs> up goodness. watching the the High Days and Holiday show, which was quite cool. The, oh, the, the oh, Curry I'll Specials, say. because they had yeah they had clips from some of the places that we've been to, particularly Tatten Park. So that was that was cool. I, I I have to say, looking back on the two weeks, I do still think that Tatten Park is one of my favourite places that we visited. I mean I suppose the prison, was, was the prison your highlight? Yeah. Did that top Tatton Park?
1: Yeah. Because I was not expecting to be so interested in it and I didn't really realise what the tour would be. Like, I thought the tour would be like, this is where the prisoners would keep, this is the south. here's the toilet, this is what it looked like. But it was because they had people who worked in the prison service talking about what it's like to be a prisoner and just the anecdotes and stuff about how, what prisoner life was was, was like, and just his, like, his sense of humour and also his um his attitude towards them. Mm. I just thought it was fascinating.
0: Yeah, where Where else is going to be on your your top list of memories.
1: Oh, you put me on the spot. Oh, what, I don't do- think I did anything I didn't like, <laughs> apart from walking in the in the heat.
0: Oh yeah, that's gonna be. I'm gonna remember that. I do, one of the things that I I definitely glad we ended up doing was those comparison photos because, but when we when we went set off, we had no plan particularly to do that, did we? No. Um, it just turned into be something silly we ended up doing, and and people on, online really like those. And you so. got to be a model. Yeah, yeah, I got to be, I got to be <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I got to be Jenny. I got oh yeah, to be David. My favorite. I
1: think one of my favorite things on social media was you coming up with the hashtag man Behaving Bradley, which I thought was great. <laughs> whenever you did a pose that that um, Jenny had done in the show.
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun, and, and definitely definitely meeting um, meeting up with Sal and Adam and Charlie and, and Georgia was and, uh, was we got brilliant to meet as, well. as
1: well.
0: And, oh yeah, 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 of course.
1: And also, yeah, speaking... me- meeting people. Speaking to people as well, and, and and how cool and interesting they were, like... Um, what was the name of the lady at the... Mary Holiday. Mary
0: Holiday in the store. She stands. was
1: so nice. And also, the team yesterday at, at the prison, they were just mm. so switched on. I, I can't wait to see what they do next, because they've got... I think they've got some big plans for their attractions. Really, really, yeah. And they were just so dynamic and... They seemed to be so full of ideas of, of what to do with this prison and how to take the attraction next. I just, what an exciting place to work.
0: I know something else that we did that we haven't even talked about in the podcast yet. When we went back to um, Portland Basin, over oh on, uh, yeah! On, was that that was Thursday night, wasn't it? That was, it was
1: probably one of my most exciting things
0: because <laughs> that was for our um, character rating video. The other series of videos that we're doing at the moment with uh, Coropedia's ultimate character survey, and we wanted to do something big as an intro and an outro for the the final episodes of those and this we, we came up with the idea of recreating the hillman car chase like a month or so ago didn't we
1: it's weird um, because this this has evolved from the very beginning of just you standing in front of a wall i know that you thought was a relevant thing yeah um to uh to like us recreating every, <laughs> every it's been
0: stressful it's like each week is like how can i make this represent the 70s or the 90s or whatever but yeah having um been able to go to portland basin being tied up in the back of the car <laughs> it's just <laughs> quite funny really and then when we actually went to the basin itself to do the the outro where we were stood by the side of the water that was funny because there were people riding their bikes all around weren't there we we wanted to go when it was dark i know i really really was but we got some good footage i hope people and i had to
1: stand next to a pole and and when i looked at the pole there must have been about 15 big black juicy spiders all over it (laughs) with their giant webs and i had to be careful not to walk into them oh that was freaky
0: so that's it that is our holiday um
1: and Yeah, I was just going to say thank you to everyone who um, met up with us. Thank you to all the locations and all the people that spoke to us. And thank you. I also. hope that
0: we've we've inspired people, or I hope that I mean people have said that they've enjoyed sort of living vicariously through it. But I hope that we've also inspired some people to go and find some of these places themselves. There were certainly some of them we wouldn't necessarily recommend going no. to. No, we don't. You don't want to go and stand outside the the house with the Doris Speed plaque because somebody no. actually lives there. But definitely Tatten Park's lovely. Blackpool's is is fun place to go to for a day or two. Um, it, I mean, it, even like just, you know, driving past Audrey's house to say there it is, is, is quite fun. But honestly, if, you, if you're a curry fan and you're in the area, go and tour Manchester. And if you want to fi- if you want to know where anything particular is from us, then just write in and let us know. And we can let you know how to find it for yourself.
1: Yes. And thank you to everybody who listens and everyone who supports us on social media and to also to our patrons because thanks to all of you is why we were able to do this mm, mm. and um i'm glad that people have enjoyed it yeah
0: and that's the end of our episode so thank you very much for <laughs> listening we'll be back to normal we're next week we're never doing
1: anything like this ever again
0: <laughs> i don't know how we can top it well, when we've... there's a few places left in manchester yes, that we I haven't know. been to i'm glad
1: that there are still some more things that we can one do one or two
0: but um uh, yeah hopefully next time that we go it'll be um there'll be when the, the tour is open the, yeah. the new, the new there's extension there's always something we'll have, new to, to do to unfortunately
1: that. it doesn't look as though there are going to be any new locations in the next uh, so. year or so faster <laughs> yeah. uh, follow up no. but
0: oh well thank you for listening everybody <laughs> do get in touch with us um, email us at conversationstreet@gmail.com at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to say or ask or whatever about it and find us on Twitter and Instagram and all that as well and um, and that is it so we're going to go now and I'm, there's, I'm just going to tell you where the music's from But where did the music come from
1: oh PodcastThemes.com <laughs>